welcome back. This is Coffee and a Convo Podcast, in case you didn't know what you clicked on. And my name is Cameron. And my name is Jenna. And this is a podcast, a lifestyle podcast, where we talk about everything from food to health to things we try. We have guest episodes on here. We talk a lot about, like, I don't know, girl things. Pretty much anything. Literally anything that happens to be on the top of our minds at the moment. And you guys get to experience it with us. You do. And this week, we are here with another We Tried It episode. And we decided to take the Enneagram test. Um, It's been a huge thing, actually, for a couple years. I feel like it was a bigger thing a couple years ago. And I just never really got into it. So we decided to go ahead and take that. And then along with that, we retook our love language test because that can change um, the older you get and just the more mature and like the things you go through in life. And then we also took a, just a personality test. So we are going to tell you guys about those, why, I don't know, honestly, how they can like help you, help your relationships. And we're going to tell you what, what ours are. So get to know us a little bit better. Yes. 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 Okay. Jenna, what are we drinking today? We are drinking an iced matcha latte. Um, I get my matcha personally (laughs) from TJ Maxx. Um, and actually, the one that we currently have, it's a matcha with collagen mixed into it. Oh. I actually stole it from Serena, so um, I don't 100% know where she got hers, but I know that I do get mine. For, you, you can get, get a good one from TJ Maxx, or okay. you can just get on Amazon, really. And I like it because um, it's something different. It's a different way to, you know, get your collagen intake in. Um, it's good with, like, a little honey or maple syrup if you're trying to be natural. Yep. But lots of people really like it, like, with a white chocolate syrup, too. So, and obviously, whatever milk you drink, your milk preference, that's just fine. That's your business, if any of you guys watch Tabitha Brown. (laughs) Um, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty, pretty good, pretty soothing. I like a good tea every once in a while. Oh, yeah, sometimes you need a little break from coffee, switch it up, spice things up. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about, well, in our intro about our current favorite snack obsessions and I feel like we talk about this a lot but we're always finding new snacks so we always got to be updating you guys and there's always new things on the market and always new things at Target and Aldi and Costco and wherever you get your food so um yeah Jenna do you have one or you want me to go first I can go I know you go I know you go So my current obsession, and I know a lot of people's obsession, is that those true fruit things, and so they come in like, I think strawberry, cherry, and raspberry. What I really like are the raspberries, though, and they're frozen raspberries, and they're dipped in white chocolate, Uh, and then dipped dipped in milk or dark chocolate, and you guys, they are so good. They're like 90 calories for like five pieces, Oh, and they're just delicious, and like, I, the older I get, the less that I really crave sweet things, like I'm more like, give me the cheese and like the salty savory carbs and stuff i feel that but every once in a while i'm like i just need a little like something sweet you know i mean i don't it doesn't need to be a lot i don't really like i don't want cookies i want something and and sometimes fruit just doesn't cut it so this is really Mm -hmm. nice because it's just like a little bite of not too guilty but not too healthy either and it just cuts the craving and it's so good and where do you get it from um i got mine from hy-vee i know they have them at like hy-vee or target i don't know about walmart but um I'm sure they'll be in Walmart before too soon if they're not already. And yeah, they're super delicious. Malia was talking about them. And then I have a coworker at work who just oh, jumped on the bandwagon. Okay. Um, I think someone said they have them at Costco too. So yes, I guess yourself some. We'll post a picture of it um, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. 
In case, you know, you don't sit there and take notes in the middle of your podcasts. Because a lot of people don't. Because a lot of I people I actually don't. do stop mine sometimes to take notes. Right. I sometimes. pause it or, like, sometimes. stop work. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I need to write this down. Um, okay, so the main thing that made me want to talk about this is my obsession with the Sieta grain-free tortilla chips. Have you seen these? I'm going to show you on that picture. Ooh. Um, these are the nacho ones, and they have all different flavors, though. That's not letting me go back. Here, Jenna, see? Ooh. These are the ones you've probably seen in the store if you've ever seen them. I haven't ever seen them. Yeah, Where so do you get them? You can get it at Target. On here it shows that you can get them at Thrive Market and you get like a whole dollar off, which is obviously really nice because these things are freaking expensive. Um, but you can also get them, they have like the huge bag of just the um, lime ones yeah. at Costco. Um, or you can get them, I thought there was another place I was going to say. Target. Oh, like just a health food section. Like I got them at... Um, I got them at the health food section in Cub Foods. Wow, I'm sounding like a Minnesotan because we do not have we don't have Cub Foods around here, do we? No, I've never even heard of it. Yeah, and so it they, they don't gone really, over to the dark side. They don't have high V, but they have yeah. Anyways, I got these at Cub Foods in the health food section. So for those of you okay. Minnesotan listeners, that's where you can get them because you're probably like, what the heck is high V? Um, so the reason I am so obsessed with them is because they're grain free, and I've been starting to notice that like certain grains and like just probably the way things are processed and gluten and all that stuff actually really gives me like a tummy ache and makes me feel bloated and so yeah they're vegan vegetarian obviously um gluten-free and all that's in them is cassava flour avocado oil is it for the oil coconut flour and then get this to make them like nacho they use nutritional yeast tomato powder ground chia seed sea salt citric acid jalapeno powder onion powder garlic mm. powder, powder and sereno powder so, they're so good for you. Like, that's all, like, whole, like, food. That but natural yeast thing is, nutritional is yeast? huge right now. All Everyone's using that to, like, make, Cheesy. you know, like, healthy, yeah, healthy, like, mac and cheese. I mean, yeah, uh, vegan mac and cheese and stuff. And yeah, so I was actually just really obsessed with the lime ones. Brady and I were getting them for, like, nachos and everything because I just haven't been eating regular. I've only been eating the grain-free tortilla chips because it just makes me feel a lot better. And so we've been getting those, and then I saw this nacho, like, it's like a Dorito-like style one. So good, and I could not believe there was no cheese on it. Like, it was just nutritional yeah. yeast. Um, and it's super good. I've been getting, Jenna, I noticed in her fridge, too, um, the fresh-cut, like, fresh-made salsa from Aldi. Mm-hmm. And dipping this in it, and it is my favorite snack yeah. ever. It is so good. Okay, and then one other thing I want to talk about real fast is I got on the bandwagon of making, like, date bites. So oh, yeah. I took the date and some almond butter, and then I put some of the, my stevia sweet and chocolate chips on top mm. and put them in the freezer for 10 minutes and take it out, and it is, like, dessert. So Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I've also been getting really into lately as far as eating goes is you're, um, to help with, like, inflammation and stuff like that, you're supposed to eat a lot of fermented food. Mm. Yes, I've heard that. And helping your inflammation is supposed to help with, I don't like know, everything something probably. with, like, everything. Yeah. But there's something specific about, like, balancing your hormones and fermented food. And I don't know, one of the YouTubers I follow is talking about it all the time. And, I th- and I'm pretty sure she said sauerkraut was one of those things. And so I've been eating a lot of sauerkraut lately. And I just, I literally snack on it. Like, I will grab the jar from the fridge. And Serena's been doing this, too. We'll just, like, grab the jar from the fridge and eat, like, a few forkfuls. And it's, like... Like, no calories at all. Right. And it's just, it's, it's good. That's how I am, like, with pickles. <laughs> right. Which, I mean, it kind yeah. of is, like, similar, but, yeah, it's it's really good. So, that's been my other more weird snack, that I was strange. I did, I saw her do it the other day. She's not lying. 
Okay, so with that, we're going to jump in and tell you guys about the test that we took. Tests. Tests. That we took. And, yeah, so here we go. Okay, so first things first, we're going to talk about the Enneagram test. And I just wanted to walk through the different types that you can be on the Enneagram because everyone always talks about this and I was always really confused. So I think this will just help you guys understand a little bit better. But there are nine different types. Um, one is the reformer. So this is going to be the ideal, idealistic type, purposeful, self-controlled, the perfectionist. Um, and then number two is helper, caring, interpersonal type, demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing. Number three is the achiever, the success-oriented uh, adaptive, excelling, very driven. Number four is the individualist. So going to be sensitive, um, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed. Number five is the investigator, intense, uh, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Number six is the loyalist. So going to be committed, security oriented, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Number seven is the enthusiast, busy, fun, loving, spontaneous, versatile, distractible and scattered. Number eight is the challenger, powerful, dominating, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. And then number nine, last one, is the peacemaker, so easygoing, um, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. So that is all the different types that you can be. You can find the test really easy online. It takes probably like 10 to 15 minutes of your time. Um, and yeah, so I guess that we're going to tell you guys what we are. Um, I am a seven wing eight and pretty much what that means is, because I was really confused by the whole wing thing, but whichever number, so means I'm a seven, I could either be a wing six or a wing eight, so it's the one that's like right next to mine, and it's whichever one that you score higher in, so I scored higher in the eight, so that means that I am a seven wing eight. So, um, people with an Enneagram type seven wing eight personality tend to identify most with the seven type, but share many attributes with the eight. They tend to be enthusiastic, determined, and protective in their behavior. They are generally more tough and work-oriented than, than other seven types. And seven with an eight-wing fear being deprived. They want to pursue new opportunities mm. and avoid being controlled by schedules. <laughs> so, um, we're going to talk a little bit more about our types, but I think Jenna needs to say what type she is. <laughs> Um, I am also seven wing eight, but what was really interesting to me is that right, right, right behind that was, um, the type four too, which is the, what is type four? Is the individualist. Okay, okay. So, I don't know, like, what your third was, but I thought my third was interesting, so I put it in there anyway because, I don't know, it's just, I, it's so interesting that, like, you take these tests and then you read out. It's not like a horoscope where it's like vague. It's like yeah. you read through very detailed things and they're pretty much describing you and you're like, well, what? that was rude. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, like some things are good and some things are positive, but then they like, po like point out your like shortcomings yeah. or your faults and you're like, okay, like why do you yeah. have to call me out like that? But yeah, I'm also same as Cameron. Oh, um, seven wing eight. And then I ha I was really high for the four two, which is the individualist, but. I think what's so cool about this is you can, like, find out what other, like, if you ask someone else what theirs is and they know where they take it, and then you can, I think it helps you relate with that person, and it's, like, there's entire tests out there and things you can mm -hmm. read, so, like, say your boyfriend is, I'm literally making up a number, a three-wing four, then you can, or your husband or your girlfriend or whatever, your significant other, 
you can be like, oh, this is how they're processing everything. This is how they're thinking. This right. is why they do this because they have, they're successfully oriented and they are a driver and oh, maybe they're sensitive because they have that wing forward of them. And like, it's just really interesting. And I think it helps you understand another person and under, cause right. I know I have Brady's written down, but it, I don't, can't think of it right now. But I know when I found out his, like it tells me all of his like positive attributes and like why he does what he does. Right. And I was like, okay, that makes sense now. Right. Like I get it. Like I always wondered it's how your brain is shaped. Yeah, up. exactly. So I think that's really interesting. And, yeah, it just, like, offers a roadmap to address the specific challenges of each personality type that we have. Right. And, I don't know. I really and it like can that. even, if you, like, if you go further, and I know this is the case with, like, like how we said, like, the love language test and even the 16 personality test, it, you can go more in depth to it, and they've written books and stuff on it, like, or you can put in, like, hey, I'm this, and my significant other is this, and then it'll be, like, this is going to be your strengths as a relationship. Yes. And sometimes you have to pay for it because, like, everyone's trying to make a buck. However, you can still do it, and it'll be, like, this is your strengths as a couple. Right. This is going to be your weaknesses. This is where you're going to need to work. This is where you guys are going to butt heads. And it honestly can, like, can help you out because it's not just, like, sometimes, you know, if you're having shortcomings in your friendships or even your, you know, relationships or whatever, it can help you, like Cameron said, kind of like a roadmap Mm -hmm. to be, oh, okay, this is how our brains are wired and that's why this is happening. Here's why it's happening. Here's why he sees it this way. Here's why I see it this way. Yeah. And let's work through it. And it kind of just, it's like, you're not just fumbling around trying to figure it out. It gives you some direction to trying to make things better I think yeah and I think it can be super helpful also like in the professional life like yeah you like find out that this person's a three or you find out your boss is a three and you're like oh my gosh I absolutely can't do this like I need right. to do that or like you don't even have to take the test like you can look at some people and just kind of know. know what number they are you're like oh you're such a two or, <laughs> you're such a two I've just heard like I've heard different people say that on podcasts they're like what Indian grand type are you and they'll tell them like oh I knew it <laughs> like, oh I knew it's it it's just funny um I feel like I feel like Enneagram tests are like the logical person's, um, ast- like, astrology. Astro- yes. Astrology. Yes. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, a little bit less woo-woo. A little bit. A li- little less woo-woo, a little more psychologically based, yes. so. Yes, yes. I feel that. Um, okay, do you want to move on to the next one, or do you have anything else you want to say about this one? Um, I just, I think that it's, like, so, so, if you read just, like, the little blips, um. Of each person? Have it as, yeah, the little blips, like, on the actual site when you get done with it. It's, it's type seven is described as a Susie. Type seven is described as the enthusiast. Sevens want to have as much fun and adventure as possible (laughs) and are easily bored. And that is so us. Which is like so us. And then you read like, you read more in depth and there's even stuff in there about like traveling and having curiosity for the world and how things work. Cause if you look at it, Cameron and I, we're really not alike in a lot of ways, but in this test, like, we're like, oh, yeah, that all. Yeah. So even though our personalities are so different, it also shows how we're, like, very similar yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And Which how we so think similar weird, in a lot of ways. Because I honestly did not think we were going to test the same. No, oh. I didn't think so either. Like, but if you look at it, everything that they point out rings true for both of us. It's just... In which, a different way, which, you know? I, which makes me because I've always thought we're so different. Like, let's give a few a- examples of like how we're different. Like, Jenna's more artsy, and I feel like I'm more like I. You like, I don't know. I like to work out. You don't really like to work out. Yeah. Um, you our decorating styles are different. Um, I think you are more like 
fly by the whim of your pants, a little bit less organized. I'm a little bit more, everything needs to be, like, straight here. Right. Um, you'll, like, make decisions last minute, and I, like, mean to think about them a little more. Right. Like, those different types of things, not saying one's better than the other, were just different. Just different. Totally different. And so I was like, there's no way we're going to get the same test. But it's funny because you, like, read the things, and it's, like, on the things that, like, kind of, like, matter, I feel. Right. <laughs> like, we're the same. Like, we care a lot about traveling, and we're very excited about life, and, like, we just have our different ways of portraying yeah. it. So. Yeah. So that's, that's really cool. interesting. Yeah. Um, and then the next test, do you want to do the personality sure. test next? Yeah. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, it's called the 16 personality test. And essentially, there is, um, like, the more popular personality types and there's the less po- popular personality types. My personal personality type is the campaigner. So anyone who knows what I'm talking about is ENFP-A. So um, if you, let me pull up my... Thing here really quick okay so if you get this it'll open up and my opening like little quote it's so sweet it says it doesn't interest me what you do for a living I want to know what you ache for and if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing it doesn't interest me how old you are I want to know if you will risk looking like a fool for love for your dreams uh, for the adventure of being alive that's like something you would literally say that's like something that's I would literally wording. say <laughs> and because I mean I I don't know. It is it is true. And you just read more into this. And um, the per- the campaigner personality is a true free spirit. They are often the life of the party. <laughs> thank you very much. Oh, you very but much. unlike types of the explorer role group, which is another personality type, campaigners are less interested in the sheer excitement and pleasure of the moment. And they are more interested in enjoying the social and emotional com- connection they make with others. Because I'm literally that person that that will like there's people who will flit around and have like little short conversations with people like at a party or mm-hmm. you know in a bar setting or anything like that and I'll be that person who stands at a table and, and like has a full-blown conversation about people's childhood for like 20 minutes and they're like okay I like want to go get a beer and I'm like no I want to know I want to know that's so funny but um anyway and it says like seven percent of the population um have like seven percent of like the entire population of the world have this personality type and um it just goes into more details like uh they're sociable people people pleasers um they like the, they're like their diplomatic cousins are shaped by their in, um intuitive quality allowing them to read between the lines with curiosity and energy um they tend to see life as a big complex puzzle where everything is connected but unlike analyst personality types who tend to see that puzzle as a series of systematic m- mechanations campaigners see it through a prism of emotion compassion and mysticism and are always looking for a deeper meaning um campaigners are fiercely independent and much more and and much more than stability and security they crave creativity and freedom and like what's so funny is i read some of this and i'm like i literally hated art lessons when i was a kid because like i love being creative i love doing art but i'm like Mm -hmm. i hate that she's telling me how to make (laughs) art like like you're not supposed to there's not supposed to be rules around art right yeah um anyway that's so funny and then one of the things is like don't lose that little spark of madness um we can switch from personality like not personalities we can switch from different moods like really quick 
Um, I don't know. It's really cool because it l- goes into depth and it describes who you are to a T. It does. And it's, it's just crazy. so, so, so yeah. interesting. And they can read more about like what your strengths and weaknesses are. And then it gives you a list of other campaigners. So other campaigners in the world that you may know. Robert Downey Jr., Robert Williams, Quentin Tarantino, don't know that person, don't know that person, Kelly Clarkson, Will Smith, Meg Ryan, Ellen DeGeneres, Michael Scott from The Office, yes. Spider-Man. You are Michael Scott. Does that make you feel because you don't like The Office? I mean, he's pretty funny. Okay. We're also, no, campaigners are known for being pretty funny. Oh, okay. okay. Um, that means yeah. you need to like The Office, though. Yeah. Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City, Willy Wonka from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and you um, are Willie Wonka. I, I am. I look Willy at you Wonka. and see you, Willie, <laughs> and see you, Willie. Um, but we have so it lists out. Um, so it it like breaks down what goes on in like your mind and what yeah. you're comprised of. So I am in my mind. I am fifty eight percent extroverted, forty two percent introverted, and this has almost stayed half and half because I've taken this test like three times I took it once in high school I took it once in the middle of Europe and then this is my third time taking it now and I've always been just about smack dab in the middle with my introverted and extroverted side interesting and then um my energy is 70% intuitive and 30% observant so I'm more intuitive my nature is um, 37% thinking, 63% feeling, so I'm driven by my emotions. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then my tactics, okay, so this trait reflects your your approach to work, planning, and decision-making. So okay. 43% judging, 50, 57% pros, prospecting. So what does that even mean? I think it means that you, I, don't, I might be wrong, but I think it means that you're like more like, judging actions that people are doing than like analyzing them hmm. because wait, say what was you said it okay. was just how much judging 43? it's 43 percent judging and 57 percent prospecting let me google real fast yeah what's prospecting mean anyway and then my identity while well, she's looking that up my identity this trait underpins all others showing how confident we are in our ability and decisions so I'm 65% assertive and 35% turbulent so I'm pretty I'm pretty confident in my abilities and decision making. So, I mean, that's good. It says good. prospecting is like developing a database. Um, they're using it a lot in a sales way on here, it says. But, like, you're kind of, like, systematically, like, communicating with them in hopes of converting them from potential customer to current customer is the example that they give. Hmm. I don't know. So, I don't know if one I don't is know what that be... means. Oh, here we go. Here's the exact question. What's the difference between prospecting and judging? The tactic scale, which includes the judging and prospecting personality traits, reflects how people plan and deal with their options. Judging traits says that they are focused on the dedicated and dedicated to their goals and rarely get sidetracked, and 20% is on the prospecting trait. Wow, I was completely wrong with what I thought it meant. But, so judging pretty much means that you, like, are dedicated and, like, you are doing your goals, and prospecting means, I think, that you're just kind of, like... Hanging out? Yeah, kind of <laughs> deciding, I think... Cool. Which makes me feel better because I, in mine I was a 60% judging and I was like, I don't feel like which I'm makes that sense. judgmental. Right, no, which makes sense because I would say that that's pretty so Okay, hard. yeah, so that was just a different word, a different definition of judging. That's the only one that I didn't really quite understand. But yeah, yeah honestly, okay. if you guys haven't taken the 16 personality trait test, it's really interesting. And we will put a link to because yeah. you guys are probably like, okay, well, how do I do this? We'll put, give you the link of the exact one we did because there's slides on everything, like, um, there's a slide on your strengths and weaknesses, your romantic relationships, friendships, parenthood, career path, workplace habits, your conclusion, and then, like, the stuff Jenna just said, like, yeah. 
It is so interesting. They give you so much. And it, mm-hmm. I don't know, like we said, I feel like these things, like, they are just kind of fun to do, but I feel like they can really help navigate through life a can. little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of times you don't know, like, that it's a weakness or that you're handling something wrong yeah. until you have hindsight and you're like, crap, I messed up yeah. in this way. But if you know going into it, like, hey, I have a tendency to do A, B, this, and C, and yeah. this is kind of one of those situations, mm-hmm. this is one of my weaknesses, whatever. It's kind of nice to see it in black and white instead of just, like, yeah. speculating or have to pay hundreds of dollars to have a counselor trained in psychology tell you. Yeah. You know? I totally agree. You can kind of, like, see it yourself. So I was the protagonist personality. And so my little introduction says, everything you do right now ripples outward and affects everyone. Your posture can shine your heart or transmit anxiety. Lovely. Your breath can radiate love or muddy the room in depression. Oh my gosh. Your glance can awaken joy. Your words can inspire freedom. Your every act can open hearts and minds. Well, sounds like I can be a really good positive when she's good she's very very good but when she's bad she's horrid. Yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like. Okay, so um on my little side, what what is it? What was this called on yours? I don't know what that was called. Anyways, the, um, because I'm having a different go. page pop up than your. Well, I was on my phone. You were on your laptop. Okay. That's probably well, why. But I'm just gonna read it. I'm 76% extroverted, 24% introverted. I'm 64% intuitive, 36% observant, uh, 28% thinking, 72% feeling. 60% judging, 40% prospecting, 56% assertive, and 44% turbulent. And then, I thought this was so cute. It gives you, like, a little insight of the day. And I read this, and I'm like, this is literally me. It says, protagonists are the most likely personality type to say they forgive easily. And I have just never had a hard time with forgiving. I'll be so mad at someone, and 10 minutes later, I'm over it. Yeah. Like, like sometimes with, like, Brady, I remember, like, growing up, like, I'd be so mad at my parents when I was a kid or something, and I'd go to my room and be like, I never want to see you again, right? Like, when you were 10. And then I'd lay there for 15 minutes, be so mad, and then I was just over it. Like, mm. I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't yeah. hold it against them. And I feel like that's the same t- relationship with my husband. Sometimes I just need to get away a little, for a little while, and I'm over it. Right. It's you so don't weird. hold a grudge that yeah. much. Yeah. And it's not like it's... I do think forgiving is something, like, they say you have to work on sometimes, but I do think, like, lots of times it just kind of is natural for me, which is weird. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I do think it's something you have to work on, and especially as you get older, I know, like, bitterness can happen, but I will say it has kind of been easier for me, so that was really interesting. Okay, and, yeah, it says that I um, radiate authenticity, concerns, and altruism. I'm unafraid to stand up and speak when feeling something needs to be said. It also says I'm a natural leader. Yay. That's fun. Yay. I'm genuine, caring. Anyways, you guys don't need to, you probably don't want to hear everything about all of us, but it's just interesting because we're letting you know what we all learned about ourselves, and who knows, maybe it helps you understand us better. Also, my um protagonist yeah, like? celebrities, yeah, because you guys might find it interesting. I'll just say the ones I know. Barack Obama, Oprah Winfrey, if you, Jennifer Lawrence, do you know any of these other people? Ben Affleck. Okay, Ben Affleck. Oh, him. Okay, okay. Um. Wow, who are all these? That's people? all. That's all we know. Oh, Laura Lance. I know oh. her from The Arrow. Oh, it says underneath where that they, what they're from. And then Isabel um, from Crawley from Downton Abbey. Abbey. Skylar White from Breaking Bad. Oh, Elizabeth Bennett from Pride and Prejudice. Oh, I can see that. Can you, I don't know who that is. Da- Daenerys Targaryen. Da- Daenerys Targaryen from, from Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. I know there's lots of Game of Thrones watchers out there. Wow, you you match up with some like really spitfire strong personalities. Cool. 
That's hmm. exciting. That's very interesting. I think. So, that was that one. Do you have any other questions about my personality? No? Okay. Not really. All right. Should, well, it's going to hop into the love language part of this podcast. You okay? This is kind of fun. Yeah. I'm kind of enjoying this. I hope you guys are enjoying yeah. this. Yeah. Well, and you guys need to go take this. Like, that's why we wanted yeah. to do it is because it's super helpful. Yeah. It's it's interesting to learn a little, little bit about yourself. Interesting. Might be a little narcissistic, but, you know, whatever. Oh, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. It's a podcast says. about us. The podcast about <laughs> us. So, that's not, you know. Okay, so what's interesting about, like, the love language test is that I feel like I've taken it so many times throughout my life, mm-hmm. and um, and every single time it is, like, so stinking different for me because the, for the, the longest time, my number one, my number one was um, acts of service. Yeah. And then it switched to um so then it was like acts of service and then it was physical touch and then it was um quality time third okay and then over time it was like physical touch was first and then it was acts of service second and then it was quality time third Mm -hmm. and now it switched to rude again and my number one is now quality time and my Number two is acts of service, and my number three is physical touch. What's your least one? My least one is gifts. Really? Like, I really don't care about gifts too much. And what's hard sometimes is that um, acts of service and gifts, I think, can kind of get, like, muddled up because it's not necessarily, like, the receiving the gift that I Like, some people love that they, like, like, get something. Yeah. You know, and that's how they feel love. And for me, it's, like... It, it doesn't, it's not necessarily the action of receiving something, it's the thought behind it, which is a little bit of, of the whole gifts thing too, but it's more yeah, so I see like, the acts of service more in that kind of. Right. It's, yeah. it's more so like the long, like I really, this was a really thoughtful gift for you. Mm-hmm. Like I thought a long time about it. Like I remember that you said you liked this. Yeah. That's, that's And that's the acts of service. Gift. Yeah. And that's. Yeah, that really goes hand Because there's hand some, different. yeah, because there's some people, so that's why I feel like it gets a little muddled sometimes, because I'm like, because sometimes it is the thoughtful gift that makes yeah. me feel loved because of the acts of service, that's the act of service behind it, but it's not necessarily like just the gift itself, yeah. where that's so, what gift giving. I have a question for you, do you what? think, because I've thought about this before, um, and also with my love languages, I've been like, which one does this fall under? I like love it, if like Brady like leaves me a little note, or like sometimes my mom will like send me a card, or, like, people will just drop, or, like, you know, I've had friends send me a postcard, like, that kind of stuff. It's almost like a little gift, but it's also kind of like an act. Do you think that's gifts or acts of service? <coughs> I think that's more acts of service. Okay, okay, yeah, because I just, I love that. That makes me feel loved. But I yeah. didn't know which one that fell under. No, I think that's acts of service, okay. yeah. So, give us an example of how you would feel the most loved. How I'd feel the most loved. Like, if someone did something for you. Like, if I did, what would... I do that would make you feel the most loved. Hmm. I don't know. It's so hard too because I honestly need to like cross examine myself a little bit more because some of the questions they were asking was like if someone helps you with a task because like yes I love it when somebody helps me with a task but I'm also such a control freak that like I'm the kind of person that like I would rather my house be a mess than someone clean it the wrong way. Oh really? Like I'm just such a weirdo like that. So yeah. while because like yesterday 
my mom, she was here and she cleaned up my kitchen for me, whatever. And like, that was so nice and made me feel so loved. But at the same time, it gave me like a little bit of anxiety because I'm like, did she do it wrong? You know, like, did oh she gosh. put stuff away wrong yeah. type of thing? So like, I feel like that's where it sounds weird to say, but like my personality and my love language clash a little bit. Oh my gosh. Because I love for people to do stuff for me too, for me. And I love it when they put in that, like, extra effort to be like, hey, I know that you've been, like, really stressed out. Let me do this thing for you. Yeah. Or, like, Serena, she'll be like, I know you've been trying to get your laundry done, but you haven't had, like, five free minutes to put a load in. Let me do your laundry. But I'm like, okay, yeah, but did you put this shirt in with this shirt? Because then it's going to be all messed or up. Or did you, like, put thing. it in the dryer when or it should when it shouldn't. So it's, like, it's so hard because I'm like, I love the thoughtfulness behind it, but I also, like, don't want them to do it, but I do want them to do yeah. it. So it's, like, weird because I feel like my personality and my love language clash sometimes. So that's kind of hard. But, um... I, I get like that with some things. Like, I don't let Brady do my laundry because... Your laundry is a very touchy thing. Yes. If you put the wrong thing in the dryer, it's ruined. Like, yeah, yeah. That can be like, oh, we could probably do a whole podcast but, episode on that. Yeah. <laughs> laundry in the dryer, um, no longer friends. Um, what, like, do you feel the most loved, like, when someone, like, goes out to dinner with you? Like, when do you feel the most happiest and the most, like, loved by your friends? When, like, when? somebody remembers details. Okay. That is literally, and I don't even know what that falls under. Okay. But I've noticed, like... Like, it could make me, like, cry. Like, if yeah. someone remembers, like, I have this one friend who I worked with for a while. She doesn't work with me anymore. But um, she came to my birthday, and she got me, like, a random hodgepodge box of gifts. And it was, like, one of those balls you put, like, in between yourself and the wall to, like, rub out knots. And it was, like, a necklace holder. And then it was, like, five other random things that I had literally probably mentioned oh. over a period of like a year just like not even full conversation it's just oh like just like oh my gosh I couldn't find my necklace this morning I really need to get a necklace like I need to really need to get a jewelry holder just like super random oh stuff that I had like mumbled under my breath not even specifically yeah that's it right there she I just like looked it. behind her it's that I like specific I didn't even specifically mention them to her just kind of like mumbled them yeah. just in the moment and, and she, she remembered it Aww. at my birthday and brought me like this whole like like all yeah. this stuff that I had been needing that I didn't even remember saying that I needed and so it's just like I don't know it's stuff like that or people being like oh I remember that you said that or like hey I remember you you said you liked this kind of coffee I brought it for you or like yeah. something like that so I think the biggest thing that makes me feel loved is people remembering details and I noticed that that's mm-hmm. what I try to do with other people too like a coworker has gone for like a couple weeks I'm like you said you were going like I try really hard to be like you said you were going here you're meeting up with this person and asking not just like a general question like how was your vacation but like oh my gosh did you love going to Vegas yes, like how was your friend remember. how was the baby that your friend had what was his name again type of thing like yeah. you know all that kind of stuff so I think that and I noticed that that's how I show other people love is remembering details. So I don't even, like I said, I don't even know yeah. what that falls under. But also I have noticed more and more I really, I really love spending time with people. And that used okay. to not really be a thing. I really used to like my alone time. Yeah. And I've become more of an introvert, I would mm-hmm. say, over the past, like, three, four years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've become more of an extrovert over the past three, four years. So I do, like, really love spending time with people. I feel like that is More something... More than I used to. I don't know. Like, even as you grow older, I think you start to understand, like... Because when you're with your family all the time, it's like... And then you're with them all the time. But then when you get older and you don't get to see them all the time. It's just, like, more precious. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is super interesting. I, I kind of, like, rambled a little bit. Hopefully that made no, sense. No, it did. I also think that I do notice, like, when you look at how you portray your love to other people, I often think that is how you That is how you do feel it. Loved. Right. Because you're like, oh my gosh, that would mean so much to me. So then you do it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So... 
Okay, well, for my love language test, <laughs> what? Your physical touch is 3%. Yeah, I know. Wow, that's hilarious. Yeah. Bra- that's Brady's number one, yeah. isn't it? Okay, so we have a struggle sometimes. Yeah, just looking at mine. Okay, so my personality t- no, I mean, my uh, love language test um, is, number one is acts of service, and then number two is gifts. And, yeah, acts of service can be anything from you did the dishes for me, or, like, you vacuumed, or, like, one time my friends cleaned my house, I don't, or my apartment, I don't remember if you were part of that or not. Yeah, that I was still that remember day. that. Yeah. That was so and sweet. And we made you breakfast. Yeah, like, that is literally so sweet. And then, like, my mom, Brady and I made our own bed frame, and my mom had to finish it because we had to leave for Minneapolis, and so she, like, just finished, like, pollying it and everything, and I was like, and she just offered. Like, she was, yeah. like, not, it wasn't like, yeah, I'll right. do it. She's like, I can finish it for you guys. Right. Okay, that was, like, so sweet. Um, so that type of stuff means a lot to me, or if, like, Brady sees that I need help with something, and he just does it without, especially without me asking. Like, that's huge. And then, um... Gifts has always been one of mine too, and it doesn't have to be anything big. Like, I was telling you, even like the notes, but that can also fall under the other thing. But, like you said, almost like with someone like remembers, like it needs, like, yeah. it, ha- it has to be, or like one, a couple times Brady's got me something, he's like, This just made me think of you. Yeah. And I'm like, That is literally the sweetest thing ever. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, this is gonna st- I'm gonna sound like I'm being really picky, but if you just get me some random gift for my birthday, like that doesn't make me feel no. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like the fact that it's not just stuff it needs to be something that means that you thought of me kind of right um yeah so my least one is physical touch (laughs) coming in at three percent and i've noticed that like even my friends that are big huggers like i can't remember the last time i hugged you yeah but does that make you sad no you're fine with it i'm fine with it okay because like i have like friends that always hug and i'm like here comes the hug like I don't know. It's just, I don't know. And I don't mind hugging, like, my mom and dad and stuff when I leave, and obviously, like, Brady, but I don't know. Even, like, more extended family who tries to hug me or, like, people I'm not super close with, I'm just like, why are we hugging right now? Like, this doesn't need to be a thing. Um, And it can be hard with Brady because his number one is physical touch, so he'll be like, why haven't you touched me today? Like, and it literally can just be, like, holding his hand or rubbing his back and, like, all those things. And I will say that I'm way more touchy with him than I would anyone else. Right. So... But, yeah, like, when I took this test, it's, like, how do you feel more loved? And, like, did you see on there a lot yeah. of times it said, like, a hug or something? Yeah. And I never clicked the hug. Bye. Yeah. Bye. 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 Like, no hug. Um, what's yeah. what's really interesting, though, about the um, love language test, I had a friend who took it once, and they're, like, I am well-rounded, so I can feel love. Like, anyway, and that is the case with some people. So, like, for me, like, your percentages are a lot more, like, crazy than mine are, where mine are, like, my number one is at 33% and your number one is at 40%. That's true. What's your number two? And at? so my number two, my number two is, um, at 23%. Oh, mine's 27. And then okay. my na- number three is at 20% and then it goes 13 and then 10. Yeah. Mine's 17, 13, three. <laughs> yeah. And so yours are like, yours is like, you need this one in your life to feel loved. That's Where true. me, you could probably do just about anything in my top three and I'll be like, good to go that's so true so you have to pay attention to not just like what's your number one and what's your number two you have to pay attention to how like how drastic the percentages are because there are some people who if they don't get their number one yeah they'll be fine because they they're rounded off and in other places just like they're rounded off in the other love languages enough and then there's some people who are like i need that number one or i'm going to be sad that's so true and that's that's how i feel you don't give me that when I'm sad. 
That's so true. Sad. That is so true. It's just crazy, you guys. Every time we take these tests, I'm learning so many things about myself. And I feel like people need to know these things about me to understand me, you know? Like, I need to come with a book. And I feel... Everyone who's close to me and my friends and family and, like, my husband, I need to be like, this is what you need to know about me. Give it to me. (laughs) Give it to me and give it to me now. now. Um, no, but I do think, and I think it's, that's what I was saying, I think it's helpful to know about them. Like, Brady and I are so different, you guys, so different. It's like, how do we get along sometimes? Right. And I honestly think it's, which we need to be better at, everyone needs to improve. Right. But we need to, we need to understand how the other person feels about things, and how the right. other person views the world and everything. Like, it is so important. And it's... And some people don't even, like, know. I'm like, I'm like, so what's your love language? Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, for like, a while, like, because it's not just, because there is a Christian speaker who did, a, um, who did, a, who, like, made a, a thing of books. So it's, mm, like, yeah. your love languages and your kids' love languages. Like, so, like, it's, like, a parenting book. It's um, a relationship book. It's a yeah. book for singles. It's a book for friendships. It's a book for preteens. Like, so yeah. he made a whole line, and it's a Christian guy. But it's not even just a, like, a believer thing. It is a, it's definitely just a personality thing. You need to know how people, how people feel loved and cherished and cared about and how they perceive what other people feel about them. And so I asked my parents, I'm like, what's your love language? And they're like, what? What's that? And I'm like, huh? I feel like everyone knows that. Whenever I ask people, they usually know the answer. Yeah, they usually know. That's a good one. Or you explain it to them and they can be like, oh, I'm probably blah, blah, blah. I was going to say, I haven't taken this one in a while and my number one used to be gifts and I honestly decided, I was like, I think acts of service is above gifts now. Yeah. Like, you just kind of know. You just kind of know, yeah. um, We'll for sure link this one too because it's super important to know, especially, especially like in close friendships like like, real, with your, like, girlfriends or guy friends or whatever. Yeah. And then also when you're getting into relationships, I think it's really important. Um, well, I mean, like, romantic relationships. Right. So, yeah. So we will... Or if you have, like, roommates or something. Right. I think living with people, like, it's really important to it know... It kind of gives you, like, a sneaky little, like... Like, how can I make them like me more? Yeah, you know, like, like, ooh, I know something. <laughs> I know some stuff. Or yeah. even or you even if you pick out... up on it from, like your co-workers a little bit yes like if you know like yes. one of the people you work with their day is a lot better if there's someone I work with and like their day will be a lot better and they'll be a lot nicer to me today Ooh. if I ask about something personal in their lives yeah. and they get to talk about then, themselves for a minute I, okay and that's something I was actually just talking about this with work with with someone everyone loves to talk about themselves yep well maybe like there's one percent of people out there who just hate everyone and don't want to talk about anything but Everyone wants to talk about themselves. So when you want to make someone feel special, just ask questions about their life. Yeah. You see, when you're interested in someone, when you make them feel like they are interesting, yeah. it makes them feel special. Right. Which is, again, why, and I don't even know if it's a love language thing or if it's just a little life hack, Yeah. which is why I love to remember details about people. Mm-hmm. Because if you can, if you're just like, hey, how was your weekend? They'd be like, oh, good. How was yours? And you're like, oh, good. And then you move on. But if you're like, oh, my gosh, you had that thing this weekend. How yeah. was it? How yeah. did it go? Like, like, did you, how was, how are the roads? How was weather? Blah, blah. Was there a lot of construction? I know there's some construction going on in that town. You know, mm-hmm. like, where'd you guys go to eat? I know you said you wanted to go to the Cheesecake Factory. Like, if you remember yeah. those things, you're like, okay, so they're not just, like, saying this to be polite they're actually genuinely interested and then that registers in their mind as I'm important Mm -hmm. and I mean something to someone as more than just a small talk polite topic and it shows that you were actually listening Listening because lots of times people will ask questions and not let not listen for a response and I think we're all guilty of that I've literally done that before when I actually care about the answer and then like something is going on and I'm so distracted I forget to listen right so yeah that's really important yeah a hundred percent so you guys so take these tests learn a little bit about yourself learn about your loved ones and um let us know 
how it works. Um, again, our DMs are always open, you guys. We'd love to hear from you. Um, maybe we'll put up, like, a poll or something along those lines. We love putting up those polls. We love... They're so fun. You guys get to know everything about us. We love to learn stuff about you guys. So we'll put, try yeah. to put up a few polls kind of along these lines mm-hmm. and see what you guys have to say for us. Yes. I love that. Um, make sure that if you guys like this podcast, you go give us five stars and to subscribe and... You leave guys, a little review review. Yes, leave a little review. And make sure you tune again next week for another episode of Coffee and a Combo Podcast with your favorites. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.